one person or group over others is common occurrence in human relationships. Why is it unacceptable to show partiality to certain people, partiality to certain people or groups? Just remind us that love requires us to treat everyone equally. Bible learning, the law of love extends to the poor as well as to the rich. Yes, it does. Bible application students will genuinely embrace those who are different than they are to demonstrate the love of Christ. And students respond, students will reject exploiting or taking advantage of the poor. Hallelujah. Lesson of Scripture. My brother, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons? For if there come unto our, your assembly a man with a gold ring and godly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, dirty clothes, smelling, praise the Lord, and yet ye have respect to him that wears the happy clothing, gay means happy as well, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, and, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Yeah. How can my beloved brother? Have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in the faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Don't, do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat? Yes. Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called? Hallelujah, son. If ye feel, fulfill the royal law according to scripture, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well, the golden rule. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressions. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend one in one point, he is guilty of all. Hallelujah. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adoption, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgression of the law. So speak ye and do so as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath shown no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. Praise the Lord. We just thank God for this word and I was reading this because it's the truth there's too much of that going around hallelujah too many clicks hallelujah if they ain't worth your sanders then you don't hang around them people praise the lord we ain't talking about people just Literally homeless because them are them are God's people too. But the Lord say help and show love even to them, the ones that's out Man. here laying in these streets and, and don't have nowhere to go. But also our brothers and sisters in the church. Just because they are not in your standards, praise the Lord, then you 
don't show them love. What they ain't what James was talking about. My brother, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons. You got faith in God, but you still got respect to persons. James was talking to the church. Hallelujah. He was talking to them because it was going, that's what was going on. Evangelist, go ahead. They, uh, I would say he was also mentioning being poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because, I mean, as the church, you know what I'm saying, the people are poor in spirit, you know. First of all, when you um, want to take a and look up on someone and because that person doesn't look the part as you were saying yeah. you tell it you know you're gonna bring the bishop up to the front but the brother that came in that that need jesus you mm -hmm. gonna send him and make him stand up or make him sit in the back mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? so because you're looking up on his content and you're looking and saying that oh he's not worthy and this, mm -hmm. is, this is what mom james is saying to us you know what i'm saying people can be poor in spirit you know, yeah. and Bishop might be looking good. That don't know I me. Mean, his spirit is in is is where God wants his spirit to be. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to add that to what you were saying. Amen. Because we look at this, praise the Lord, how they praises these head honchos, but have, like Pastor said, always say, "You better beat me living right." Hey, sister teacher. Go ahead. I want to say to uh, everybody that's on here, I want y'all to know that your phones are, are muted, but you can unmute it when you get ready to, to say something so we won't have no background noise. So just look at your phone before you get ready to have a question or whatever, and then you can unmute it. Now, I agree 100% with uh, Veronica, uh, what she's saying as far as uh, in the, some of the churches are guilty they they're guilty y'all yep. know when we have a, a yeah. we have a big conference ain't nothing but the the pastors and the evangelism all them mm -hmm. folks are in the front and the other folks are in the back so a lot of a lot of uh, ministries are guilty uh of that of that and it should not be amen yep Sister Teacher. 
Go ahead. Can I read something to you? I'm going to read it real quick and I'll get back to you. Go ahead. Throughout the Bible, Jesus teaches his followers to love their neighbors as themselves. Uh -huh. All uh -huh. should all should receive honor. All should receive honor. All should receive right. honor and concern equally. By preferring the rich, the believers were guilty of sin against Jesus Christ. After all, Jesus did give them the commandment that 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 states the poor who are often dishonored and oppressed by the rich are not only welcome but celebrated in the kingdom of God. I'm almost due. Since God honors the poor, they should not be dishonored by those who profess to be His children. The apostle, the apostle Peter also taught his truth. God Himself is no respect of persons. How then can anyone claim to be a believer in Christ and display behavior that is contrary to what our Lord expects? This is James' message to the church. Right. How can you, um, you know, as believers, pastors, we supposed to be bringing people in and being fishermen to men. You know, and then some people they'll look at you know said a person come into church and, and try to be like, Oh, you you ain't supposed to you know, don't come in, you know, because they're not dressed like we dress. Mm -hmm. We know better, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at the same time they they spirits is jacked up. First of all, your spirit is jacked up to even try to turn someone around that's trying to come to the house of the Lord. Find out what they what they in a need of and what's going on with them. You know, we can't help them. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We have to deal with people accordingly. But, you know, but like you said, a lot of churches are guilty, are real guilty of throwing the poor away because they don't look like that. But like it, um, like we have discussed many times about um, how uh, Solomon Gomorrah, Solomon Gomorrah was burnt up, not because of all of the sin, although that was there, it's because they neglected the poor. They forgot about God's people, those that were just in need. You know, Jesus was sent for the poor. But, you but, know, and that's poor in spirit. But, but you know something, and, and you, you read on the money, but don't y'all see do, don't y'all see what's going on around the United States today? All these, all these people are in these long lines. Some of them waiting. Yes, they all over. From I've seen it all over, oh, they waiting overnight just to get something from the food bank. And this is all over. You know, and I don't know if y'all pay attention, but this is. Uh, we're definitely in a depression, but we have we have a, an administration who who and they gonna give an account of it who are, don't who, who don't care about especially the poor they they, they don't care they they ain't came together to do nothing they ain't came together to try to help feed these people to send out something to help them it is something terrible and the and and for them to try to say and they saying it but I watch them good I watch them closely no it's Nancy Pelosi no it's not Miss Miss McConnell will not put a bill on the floor because the president of the United States will not sign it that's why there's nothing going on the floor because Trump right. tr Trump is the, the what they call it uh dialect of duty 
And the and the poor people are paying for it. Yep. Praise the Lord. That's right. Yep. And that's the problem. You know, that's that and that's the problem. This is why uh it's so important for the churches to have connect to feed their community. You know what I'm saying? This is so and it's so important. Yep. You know, every Friday we out feeding people I, because we can't do it at our church but at the same time I deal with another church that does it every Friday they, the, um, the um, hungry task force come and feed and people be lined up we try to get it and I go on Facebook live you know say letting people know this, this pantry this food is here come get it it's free this right. is free food. What we did, I think Pastor um, Tipton, he got his on Thursday, but that's the, the connection we have with the um, Pastors United. We, there's food here. So we, Wisconsin right now is blessed. Yeah. So we have food everywhere. Boxes Go and here. boxes everywhere. Yeah. You know, but uh, like the, like I said, they're not putting on the border. They have to pay for They have to answer for God now. He put him in position. And God wants us as believers to understand how important it is to take care of the least fortunate. We have to. If you if you are a believer, you should not want nobody to go in hunger. Your bowels of compassion should boil up. You know, if somebody could be like Randall King, that they contact me. Who's giving away some food? I have some. I have um, some connections. That well, you go over here and go over there. I thank mm-hmm. God for that because we should be able to tell somebody in need where to go get some help. Yeah, praise the Lord. Basically, that's what it is talking about the faith. We have that faith. Yeah. We must know that God is going to provide. You know, Amen. And, Hallelujah. And you know what? You 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 sure right? Uh, Wisconsin is blessed. We yes, don't we, we, we don't have people standing in line from uh, the evening to the morning like they are in some of these other cities i mean they 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 are really terrible in some of these other cities they waiting all night just to get a meal just to get something for their families so you're right wisconsin we are truly blessed but these other people they are hurting they, they, I, I i never seen such lines in my life so america better get back to taking care of the poor i mean they better get back quickly because they 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 dishonoring the Bible. Yeah. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. And we, you know, tend to forget. And I've seen that past because I can remember when I was younger and I was married to my children's father. My ex-brother-in-law prophesied this before he died. That he seen people standing in lines. This is not when he died in '97, uh, but he prophesied about all of this. This was coming, praise God. And, uh, and uh, God knows, praise God, that when these leaders of this world is doing this, they're going to pay for everything they have done to God's people. But at the same time, we as God's people still show compassion and try to do whatever we can for people that don't have anything. Because we have to remember where we come from when we first came to the church. We was 
we wasn't all that. So, uh, you know, and then the Lord keeps in my head every day. You're no better than nobody else. What you are to do is the Lord's will. I could do this. I could do that. The Lord give me that. That's that's in my head, rolling all day, every day. Hallelujah. We have to remember where we come from. Before we entered those doors, we was ragging. We was doing dope. I'm speaking on me. Oh yes, I was. I was smoking up Peru. I was selling Peru. I was doing this and doing that until the Lord cleaned me up from the inside out. And now I can tell somebody here, do it for you. Yeah, because this lesson is to bring us back to impartial love. We cannot, we cannot have an impartial love, uh, even when we down there on that corner. When, when them, when them people come, we we're glad to give them whatever we have. We're glad to feed them a clothes. We we, we we don't we don't look down on them people. But you have you have a, a great division where the scripture is going to fulfill itself when it talks about the division. Uh, 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 a house divided against itself is not going to stand. He talking about that United States is there now. They can't even, the Republicans and the Democrat can't even agree on who going to pee in the pot. They can't do, they, 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 so, they so far apart. But guess what? It's, a, it's, gonna, it's affecting the whole country. Yes, it is. Right. What they doing? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read my scripture. Uh, I'm going to read from 6 through 8. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for they had, or for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And all this natural wisdom do not come from God. All the wisdom we have comes from God because we knew, we know what God wants us to do, praise the Lord. But these uh, people of the world, they don't have that wisdom. They say, half of them is not saved, praise the Lord, like these leaders. If in that case, praise the Lord, if they have the wisdom of God, like the scripture saying, hey, they would have never crucified Christ then. But, but sister, sister teacher, this rebuke is to the church. This rebuke is to, listen, the early Christians were, were rebuked for their behavior. Are we, are we any different in our worship practice today? If a homeless person comes into the, a church, how likely it is, it is that he or she will be seated in the first row? Or... If a woman with a very short skirt sits on the front row, how would we respond? Might the mothers of the church be gentle in offering a, her a scarf? Or would they frown and whisper to one another? If a man with a baseball cap took a seat in the front row, 
uh, how how the elders how are they going to respond? Would they speak roughly, demand that the cap be removed, or might they offer an explanation calmly? If a famous person visits the church, how much attention? Would, would, how much attention would they receive? Uh, where would they be seated? Might James rebuke the church today? Uh, uh, were he to walk into one of our worship settings? The church, it needs to be rebuked today also. Because we, we know when we're in the convention, and we know you got on, on, on up there, you got the bishop and a few other fellas, the other bishops down the front row. You got all the elders, the pastors, or they got a position. On the other side, you got all the mothers. And if, but if somebody come in there, they way in the back. They ain't come. They, they ain't gonna bring them up to the front. And even in with a convention, I understand that. But the church still need to be rebuked because we doing it backwards. We supposed to take that person in the back and bring them to the front row if they want to be seated there. Yep. Amen. That's right. I have a question. That's the truth. Go ahead. What if you see, um, and you're saying this is going to the church, what if you see them working really hard for the homeless, those who are outside of church, but they're treating their own brothers and sisters in the Lord with no love and no kindness. What do you say to that? Let them be in need and they're not reaching out to them and they're not making sure that they're getting the help that they need. It's being your brother and sister in Christ, but you busting your butt for those out in the street, which is fine because you're doing what God told you, but aren't you still supposed to still love on your brother and your sister? Yes, you do, sister. That's, 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 um, that's very simple. Yep. The same thing that you're treating the homeless, you busting your tail for them, you still supposed to have love for your members. Whatever your members need, praise the Lord, you still got to do for your members. You don't have to end it like this. Love, charity starts at home. And, right. and it spreads abroad. So if you if you doing something and, and you're not taking care of home, you 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 fake. If you 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 actually lying. You making it look like oh, I I am doing this. At, um, I do this all the time, but you're living a lie because uh -huh. you you can't even um love your brothers, which is right there. Your sisters, which is in the same church, y'all the same members, y'all doing the same thing, y'all under the same leader. But then you looking at them like, oh, they 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 can get it themselves. You know what I'm saying? But everybody at Jesus' way, no, they they get the first dib of whatever we got going on. Yep, there you go. Praise you know God. I'm saying because it makes no sense for me to share the love if I'm not sharing it at home. Yeah, so yes, let's say it, 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 you, you living a lie. No, it's pretty yeah. much. That means you um, you're lying, like you, like you are, like you, you got so much love, but you can't stand your sisters and brothers at home. They say, how can there in the scripture comes to it? How can you say you love God but hate your brothers you see every day? Amen. But y'all know, but y'all know. We we do teach in house first. Yeah. You take care in house first. Now, if you if you over it and you don't, you got a, a little problem. You need to go back and get some more prayer because it do it do it do starts at home first. What I mean by that, if if we got members that's in the congregation and we got all this stuff coming, 
but we're not offering them anything at all, but we're taking mm -hmm. care of the outside people. You mm -hmm. look, you take it. Anybody need anything? Anybody do your, right. do anybody do anybody need anything? And we know y'all know we always talk about this. You don't have to come out and say it in front of in front of anybody. But we want to know if you need something, you pick that phone up. Anybody got to know? And it's our job to see you through. It's our job to see that you got food on your table. It's our job to make sure that you're not over there star starving. And we hollering hallelujah, thank you Jesus. No, we take care of that first, and then it goes abroad. Amen. Amen. Let me read this. Um, are ye not the then prosperous in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? Yes, we are. How can my beloved brethren have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in the faith and heirs of the kingdom? Yes, he did, which he had promised to them that love him. Yes, God chose the poor. Yes, he did. Praise the Lord. Rich in the faith. That's what God wants us to have, faith in him. Regardless of what they're doing to us and how these, these, the leaders of this world is doing to us, we still have to have that faith, praise God. Because he promised after this mess is gone in this world, we are already heirs to his kingdom, praise God. But ye have despised the poor. Do not the rich men oppress you? Yes, they're doing it now. Not going to lie. But praise the Lord, we, I got joy regardless of what these folks are doing. Like Pastor said, they are just and stuff. Just, just, just doing people any kind of way, and draw you before the judgment seats. Yes, they do. Every time some somebody poor or something happened, they they waiting to judge you. Praise the Lord, but they ain't looking in the mirror themselves. Praise God. All right. Uh, not they blaspheme the worthy name by which ye are called. Yes, they do. They don't put, they don't, you don't hear nothing about them playing or none of that. Praise the Lord. If you fulfill the royal law, the golden rule to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. And back in and in, in uh Moses' day, if you treated the poor, you you was punished for that. If you mistreat the poor folks, you were punished. Praise the Lord. And God, it stands for the church today. You're gonna, they're gonna reap what they sow. Praise the Lord. Okay, sister, it, sister teacher. Question, question one. It says summarize the lesson so far by acting out the scenario James uses as an example of favoring the rich over the poor. All right, I got one. We Go ha we, we have in service. Church is full. No room nowhere. <coughs> Doctor Dr. Lanningham walks in the door with Missionary Davis. Mm -hmm. And I tell the ushers, you take them two seats in the front. You tell them people over there, you move them back then, you bring Dr. Lanningham and Missionary Davis up to the front. Oh, okay. oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Don't y'all kill me yet. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just summarizing the lesson. <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm just using I'm just using a scenario in the lesson, but that's how okay. they but that's how they do. That's right. You should use some that's different right. people. I should maybe I should maybe I should have used different people because I kind of got a rebuke. No no no. no, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, my eyes got 
got big. I was like, wait, hold on. You can't have two more kids. <laughs> but that's what they do. That's how they do. You know, the, the pastor to come in yep, or, yep. or the um, uh, presiding bishop or whoever. You know what I'm saying? They'll move you out of the seat. Oh, yeah. Tell you to go find a seat. Now you have to find a seat in the church door. First of all, you know what I'm saying. So now I'm standing. You know because, I, but you know, so we we okay with that. But not if someone that is in the need of God. You know what I'm saying. Someone that, and we're gonna take them. And in the first beginning of the scripture, say somebody that is veiled, somebody that doesn't look good, that somebody that doesn't have the have the look of holiness. Upon them, we take them and put them put them back out the church when they in the need of God. You know what I'm saying? But but, but since Bishop Fathead them came in church, we gonna take the seat and give it. You know, so but yes, we all backwards. We in, we in error. The church is in error, and God is correcting us, and we and we got to stand accountable for the lost souls. Praise the Lord. 
for. That's what we look at. They looking at all the big stuff, but what about the ones that God? You think God don't see? All right, now. Can I weigh in on that one? You sitting up there backbiting, or you're talking about somebody, or I can't stand Sister Veronica because this and that, or I can't stand Sister Veronica because she thinks she all that. No, God at everything. A sin is a sin. Like I, like I said, I was just telling a little white lie. No, you don't lie. Okay. Praise the Lord. There's no big sin or little sin. It's just a sin is a sin. Praise the Lord. But, but God declares um, over in Proverbs that these are abominations. See, a lot of people forget about the ones that God do not truly like. God right. hates a prideful look. Yeah, yeah. God hates uh, um, um, those those haughty things about yourself. See, these are these are things which is God. You know, the, the small foxes for the vine, but what about the one God truly hates? Okay. You know, and then they they forget about those. It's open proverbs. I forget where it's at. Small stuff, and y'all doing all this big stuff. 
question why can't a Christian just focus on loving God why is loving our neighbor or brother needed it's needed because we see our brother and our neighbor every day we deal with our brother and our neighbor every day if, if, if we focus on our brother and our neighbor then we're focusing on God we can't we can't just focus on God and leave our neighbor out we, we, we have to focus on what God wants us to focus on when he said love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Then we yeah. focusing on God and our, our neighbors and our brothers and sisters. Amen. Right, because I was going to get to that. You know, as far as the neighbors. You know, I, I my neighbor upstairs, I don't know of her, but I talk to her every day. I have prayed for her plenty of times, her and her husband. You know why? Because her husband needed. He's blind. He has cancer. So I'm praying for them every day, praise God. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and 
get to know people. Like a young man across you asked him to help me with a TV, praise the Lord. He tried his best, but I still gave him some money just for helping. You got to go on far and beyond, praise the Lord. Even though Sister Bonnie may not have a lot, but the way it looks, I got a lot because I know God has something more for me. Just like he got more for everybody on this Zoom, praise the Lord. Because I know God is going to bless. Ooh, I feel that God is going to bless everybody on here. Why? Because you're doing what God tells you. You're being obedient. You're doing what he asks of you to do. And praise the Lord, I just thank God. Because if we don't, like passing, like this question is, if we don't love our neighbors, or love the people that we see every day, we ain't, we, then we don't have God's love. But if we're doing what God say, as far as our neighbors, praise God, yes, we have God's love, praise God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to rest. If ye fulfill the royal law, which is the government according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. When you fulfill that golden rule, Love, that's what Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ye will do well. But if you have respect to persons, ye commit sin. And are convinced of the law as transgressors. Yep. You sitting up there having respect to persons, even though you may have some rich people. I don't know everybody. You probably have some rich people that I'll say. They still ain't no different from you. Praise the Lord. You have to treat them with the love. I don't care if they are rich. God bless them in a certain way. He can do us the same way. Praise the Lord. But if you don't have it, if you have respect to the person, you are a sinner. For whosoever shall keep the whole, the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, you, you may not be sitting up there talking against God and do all that. But if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. In other words, we ain't talking about no killing people out here. We talking about killing folks with your mouth. Right. Amen. Now, let's, let's, get that, let's get that straight. We already know about the killings that's going on in America today. Okay, but, but sister teacher. Go ahead. James continued to show the believers that, mm -hmm. that their harsh treatment of the poor also violated the law of love. James yes. referred to this commandment as the royal law, often yes. called the golden rule. This is yes. a prevailing theme in Jesus' ministry and in early Christian teachings. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Jesus required us to put this command into action in our relationships with others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right, Pastor. And James said it just right, praise God. Because, you know, like I said, he, you know, we hear about all the natural killings and stuff like this. But now, see, we're looking at how you doing poor people. How you killing them? And and we talking about the saints too. How you sitting up there talking down on the ones that's poor in spirits, talking bad at them, saying something about them. You killing them 
praise God, your mouth is what's hurting them. Instead of you helping them, you killing them. Praise God. Let me get up. Can I bring in on that as well? Go ahead. Like and Pastor said. Like Pastor said. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. Oh, yeah. So good to see everyone. You too. Your mouth can drive somebody right into the water. Oh, yeah. But your actions toward one can do the same. It could probably hurt more than your mouth can hurt. So we have to be diligent as Christians in everything that we do for either our Christian brothers and sisters and our non-Christian brothers and sisters. Amen. As they walk into the church and they raggedy and they got an order and we sit them in the back, that's either, as you all said, but that if rich person came in and that person was sitting in the front, the one that had the order, and they asked that person to get up and go to the back, that's just telling them that the rumors that they've always heard all their lives, some of them, that hasn't changed. Nobody in the church really serves the Lord. They're serving themselves in the church. They their own rules.
that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that have that have showed no mercy, and the mercy rejoices against judgment. So if you have mercy, if you don't have mercy towards people, if you don't have show mercy, God ain't gonna fuck you none either. You sitting up there, you're judging folks because they they're not the way you should be, where they should be in your eyesight. If you not somebody done did something wrong and they say, I'm so sorry for such and such, oh, I ain't gonna forgive you for that. No, uh-uh. No. Then you ain't showing no mercy. No. Because this is a free salvation. Salvation is free for anybody. And when you show mercy and everything, they go God is gonna show mercy to them. Because you living free, they can live free in God. But half the time we 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 don't want to forgive a person. We don't want nah uh uh-uh. uh I can't forgive you. You mm-hmm. did this to me, so I, I, I can't I, I just can't let it go. Well honey, let me tell you something. If you don't let it go, you're gonna have us as all kind of health problems. If you don't let that Unforgiveness, go. Sister teacher. Go ahead. Sister teacher, can you can you close out just a few minutes earlier because okay. I I just want to make a quick and who see who could get their Sunday school book and figure out the way to get the Sunday school books to everybody uh, for the okay. next for the next week, okay? Okay, but I just thank God, you know, for this lesson to teach it teaching us, praise God, how to show love to everybody whether they're rich or poor. Praise the Lord. And we pray for them that 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 are rich, praise God, that God give my heart to have mercy on, on, on the poor. Not just for themselves. But I just thank God for the Sunday school and everybody here that's on the Zoom and the podcast, praise the Lord. And we're getting ready to close out the Sunday school, praise the Lord. May the Lord watch between me and thee. Well, we ask you one from another in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Our model is a child saved, is a soul saved, plus a life. We're going to turn to the hands of our pastor. Amen. I just I just want to know who all could come by and pick up the Sunday school book. Now, Deacon John is up the street from me. I'll drop him off. And Vanetta, she becomes up the street from me tomorrow. So I could get hers to her tomorrow at work. Anybody else can, can come by or... Or, 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 okay, Darlene, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, huh? I can get mine. Okay, and then I want you to get your sisters, Yolanda's, too. Uh, uh, what about you, Nikki? Okay. I get mine next week, Pastor. Okay, Veronica. Nikki? Can, can you hear me, Nikki? I, you, you, got, you got to come off mute. Can you pick yours up, Nikki? She froze. Okay. Felicia? Can you hear me, Felicia? Yes, I can hear you. Can you pick yours up? Um, I could try to come and get it today. Okay. <laughs> well, 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 when you come, Nikki, do, do you want Felicia to try to, to get yours? Because you just wrapped the street from me too, ain't you, Nikki? I think she frozen. She froze. Okay. So... That take care of all the, the books. Uh, Wanderla. Yeah. Wanderla, text me uh, your address again, 
and I'll get your book to you. Uh, All right. Yeah, t text me your address. I think I'm gonna gonna after the service, and then I might as well drop off Annetta's, Dick and John, Wandela. Uh, that'd be about it. We're getting. Leave get mine at your house. I'll come get yours. Mine today. Okay. Right, I'll just get in the car and come over. Okay. And Missionary Davis, as she going throughout this week, I know she'll stop by and and pick hers up. Uh, Nikki, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you pick yours up, or do you want me to bring yours to you? I can pick it up. Okay. All right. We thank God that settles our Sunday school. Uh, we all set. Uh, go ahead, uh, darling. Before we start, I don't, I I missed part of um, Sunday school's beginning for prayer, um, and I just wanted to know if everybody can just keep me in their prayers. This Thursday, I'm having my first surgery of two, so I need prayer to um, just bring me through and bring me out. Amen. 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 All right. Testimony as well. Praise the Lord for everybody that know uh, Evangelina did have surgery, and she had left before, which I've been trying to tell her to go and tell everybody. Praise the Lord what God did. They pulled twenty lip noise from under her arms, and only one of the lip noise had cancer. So thank God for that. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. We thank Hallelujah. the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord. And we thank God for our Sunday school. We thank God for all of you. Don't think that we don't appreciate everybody on the line. We appreciate you with a sincere heart. And we mean it from Hallelujah. the bottom of our heart. We appreciate you. We thank you for being a part and and as we on Zoom and 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 we and we moving through this pandemic, uh, let's hang on in there. We are gonna make it through this. Hey, thank God we ain't lost not one person, and that's a blessing. We haven't lost a soul, and I want y'all to know now. Uh, this missionary that you hear about, uh, another bishop died on the general board. I mean, they got they got four bishops that done died on the general board that they got to replace, and the, and the, and the presiding bishop is stepping down. So. Y'all just y'all just stand by because you know. But we thank God. We thank God for our podcast listeners as we get ready to go into our morning worship. We we we, oh. miss, we miss you a couple of weeks ago, but we're back. We were back last week. We hope you listened to us. Uh, the Red Blum Fox Pack podcast, uh, Central of uh, Philippines, uh, Virginia, Ohio, Texas, California, New Jersey, Illinois, and Western Cape, Africa. Oh, we hope you are listening in Germany. We're back on the scene. We're going back into our morning worship. Come on, join us for this hour of power that we that we stand before the Lord and and we stand before His presence and we learn His word. Amen. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. Most of all, God, we thank you how you're watching over every last one of us and our families through this pandemic. God, you saw fit to bring us through and give us a brand new day. And we just stopped by just to say thank you. Thank you for food on our table, God. Thank you for clothes on our back. God, thank you for a warm bed to sleep in. Thank you for a house, a shelter, house or apartment to live in. Oh God, we don't take you for granted. We want you to know we thank you for our cars. We thank you for money to put gas into our cars. Oh God, we thank you, God, that you are blessing us and you 
you're bringing us through, God. We want to tell you thank you. God, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. Thank you for bringing, oh God, Darlene through this surgery that she having on Sunday. We already speaking those things that be not as though they were. God, touch the surgeon. Touch the nurse's hand that she give the, the surgeon, the doctor, the right instrument. Let the instrument be sterile. Don't let them leave an instrument or nothing inside her when they open her up as they do that surgery. Let it be a blessed one, God. Let it be a peaceful one. Let her wake up and say, is it over with? We thank you. Thank you for bringing our sister and her husband through. Yolanda, God, thank you for what you're doing for Yolanda. Thank you how you're blessing her. Thank you for what you found in her. Her husband, God, touch him right now. Give him strength. Give him all the strength back. Bless him in a special way. Yes, Bless God. him, God, to come through this, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, oh, God, we thank you for Bill Langham. Touch him also. Strengthen his legs. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, and we thank you. We thank you in advance for everyone on this line. One by one, name by name. We just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Dick and John, you ready? Yep. Thank I'm ready. You, Lord. you hear me? Yep. Okay. Psalms 145 verse 21 and verse 18 verse 21 is my mouth shall speak the praises of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever that was 21 18 the Lord is is meek unto all them that call up upon him to all that call up unto his his on him in truth that was 18. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Amen. Amen. Danielle is coming with our statement of faith. We believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. We believe that there is one God eternally existing in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe in the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the church of God, which is in Christ at his return. We believe that the only means of being cleansed from sin is through repentance and faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We believe that the regeneration by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for personal salvation. We believe that the redemptive work of Christ on the cross provides healing for the human body in answer to believing prayer. We believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. Yes. We believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit, by whose indwelling the Christian is enabled to live a holy and separate life in this present world. Amen. Amen. You're going to hear a pause uh, as we go into our worship. We're going to have a couple of worship. Uh, song, but while this is on my mind, I want to say this to Dr. Lanningham. Uh, last night, as I was sleeping and slumbering, I saw your husband was sitting in the chair, and he got straight up. He got straight up from the chair, and I said, "Wow, 
So I want you to know that I already saw it before it happened. That your husband gonna have enough strength to get up from the chair. I saw it last you know, night. You know, our pastor, you mm -hmm. see him sitting back there eating. Do you see him on the side eating his uh, little breakfast? Uh, uh I don't see him though. Uh, you can't see him. Uh, <laughs> That's all. Right. eating his breakfast, and you know what? I am here to confirm that to be true because Phil can get up with his cane and he can walk to the bathroom. He can walk to our room. The Lord is blessing his legs. Can you see him? Yeah, I can see him. I saw it. Oh, wow. The of the righteous avail as much. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we thank the Lord. We're gonna go into a couple songs. I tell you, I saw that last night, so I you confirmed it. We thank God because He gives us dreams and visions. Amen. Stand yeah. by. Pray just bring the word. I'm praying for everyone on here. Praise God that God do something special in your life and in your ministry. And in your walk. Father God, we just thank God for this day, Father God. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to bless, as I say every time, bless each and every one on Zoom and this and everywhere in the I the the uh past, the uh podcast iPads, praise the Lord podcast and father god i ask you lord to just open up doors for them and everyone else even the ones out here lord that don't have nowhere to go or have anywhere to stay and father god i ask you lord to increase in me father god take me out of everything that is not like you and father god I just thank you lord for the opportunity to even bring the message and father god i ask you to just word my mouth with joy in jesus name we pray amen Hallelujah. I'm just coming out of Lamentations. I'm going to read. This is what one read to me, praise God. But I'm going to read Lamentations 3, uh, 19 through 22. Remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gal. Well, remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For this compassions never fail, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore I will ask, I will wait for him. Praise the Lord. And Hallelujah. At this time, as I was reading, praise the Lord, Jeremiah was just not just talking about himself. He was just remembering at this time, praise the Lord, as I was reading. Jeremiah was going through a whole lot how the leaders of that time was doing them and casting them in the prisons and leaving them there to die. Praise God. And he was just remembering what they went through. But this time he was talking about himself, praise God, and what he went through. And sometimes we don't, we can't, some of us, are, me, my personally, myself, praise God, when you go through something, you, you're not going to forget, praise God. Hallelujah. 
But at the same time, praise the Lord, we got to work through some things. And Jeremiah was going through some stuff. And praise the Lord, in this this scripture, I was talking to one of my sons and talking about something. And the Lord gave me this. Past hang-ups will mess your future hold-ups. That's my subject on today. And how, praise the Lord, how we, if we going through something, praise the Lord, hallelujah, going through all kind of stress or whatever, praise the Lord. And we know if God delivered you from things, praise the Lord, but here you go, bringing up what somebody done did to you in the past. Hallelujah. Your past hangups is going to mess up what God has for you in the future. Because we're holding on to all kinds of stuff that shouldn't be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, praise the Lord. Remember my affliction. This is what Jeremiah was talking to the Lord about. God remembers everything what we don't want to do. If he didn't, praise the Lord, he would have never made us. Praise God. And my wandering and bitterness and gap. We got so much hate in our hearts, praise the Lord, that we ain't even focusing on what the future, what God holds in the future. That's why you hanging on to the past, past hangups will mess up your future hold up. Because you're hanging on what you done went through in the past. Psalms 137. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go to that right now. Hallelujah. Psalms 130 and 7. Hallelujah. Says, praise the Lord. Oh Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full of re- full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Put your hope in God. Praise the Lord. This is what Daniel wrote. He told us to put our hope in God. His unfailing love. Hallelujah. Whatever people have done to you in the past, hallelujah. Just keep on loving them. It, it gets hard sometimes folks get on your nerves. Hallelujah. And Lord, sometimes, and I'm not going to lie, sometimes you want to just, ooh. Praise the Lord. Because I myself felt that way. Hallelujah. But at the same time, praise God, don't let your future, your past hang-ups, your past hang-ups will mess up your future hold-ups. Don't let that past mess you up. Hallelujah. For God loves us, praise the Lord. And he's the only one that forgave every sin that we did. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Jeremiah was just saying to himself, Lord, I done, we done been through so much. Your people done went through a lot. We gone through now, praise the Lord. But Lord, seeing everything like as we said in Sunday school, praise the Lord, all this stuff that's going on right now with God's people, they're going to pay for what they do, praise God. There's nothing that God don't see. That he already does, praise God, because he said, he said, we just got to have the faith to keep on going, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
to prepare my prayer of our offering and our tithe. I need you to prepare to read uh, Malachi. You ready? Yep. Time in the field, said the Lord of hosts, 
Amen. Oh, gracious and eternal God, we thank you today for your tithes and your offering. We thank you for those that gave. And God, we ask that you honor your word in Malachi for the tithe payers, that you will return to them 100-fold. We ask that you would bless the seed and offering. Oh, God, we ask that you would bless it and return it 100-fold. Bless those that gave an offering that didn't have to give, that they may have next time to forgive, that they may not be ashamed, God, in their giving. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And I'm going to ask all to please continue. We're doing real good. Continue on your tithes and offering. We're so grateful and thankful. And at this time, we're going to have put in the hands of our Dr. Lanningham and let her bring us the word today. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody. Can you hear me good? Yes. Yeah. Okay. God bless you all. I thank God for his goodness. And his mercy, I thank God for seeing everybody's face. I see Nene over there. Nene, is so good seeing you, baby. Yes, it is. Darlene and, and everybody. God is good. And I was just thinking, before I get into the message, I was thinking about how good he is and how his miracles are so wondrous. I was thinking about little baby Jay. Uh, Shay had put a picture on a uh, picture of a baby Jay. And baby Jay is getting just a little chunky, a little chunky something right now. And he's, yeah. he's so yeah. cute and he looks like his mama. And I just start crying and praising God when I seen him because I said, Lord, you are a miracle worker. And we thank you for the miracle of our newest addition in our Jesus is the Way family. He's gonna be a special summer, y'all. Yeah, you, you, you know. Yep, yep. You right. He, he he looked just like his granddaddy, fine as he could be. Yeah, I am. I'm just yeah. just like him. <laughs>
And when they finally took that G tube out of her, Bill gave her some pot liquor and some cornbread and some mashed up pinto beans. It was on. <laughs> it was on. Girlfriend was on off to the races, and that's how baby J gonna be. Okay, everybody, please come with me to Colossians chapter three. Colossians three. We're gonna go through this word, and we're gonna go until the Lord tells us to stop. Colossians chapter three. He says in Colossians chapter three, "If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, and not things on this earth." Now that right there is a lesson in itself, saints, because God is telling us that our attention and our priorities should always be on him. He said, set your affections on things above and not things on this earth. So what are some of the things that we could be thinking about on this earth that would take the place of putting our affection on God? Well, we a lot of things. I mean, just natural living we could put before God. Our house, our, our food, our, our clothing, all of the basic needs. Sometimes we put our we put that before God. Worrying about if we can pay the electric bill or worrying about if we can pay the rent. Worrying about if we have enough food. But these are things that we should not even have our attention on. Because God said he will supply our every need. So you know he's going to supply your basic needs. You know he's going to supply your basic needs. He's going to supply your food, your shelter, your clothing, things that you need to live if you believe him. If you set your affections on him, you don't have anything to worry about. But a lot of times we don't set our affections on God. We set our affections on the wrong things. And we prioritize the wrong things. And so therefore that sets us up in worry and castration and, and uh, 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 anxiousness. All of the things that we should not be in, we're in because we have set our attention on the wrong things. Well, what does he mean by uh, set your affections on things above? Well, I would think that he would want us to start digging in the word to find precious jewels and hidden treasures. Setting your affection on the on above is setting your affection on him and understanding what he wants of us. Setting our affections is something that we look at when we try to emulate the character of God. When we set our affections on him, we're constantly thinking about him, knowing that we are in his spotlight. There are no hidden caverns or dark areas that God can't see. So setting our affections lets us know that we are on God and he is always on our mind. Now, this is a way of life. This ain't just something that we just do from Tuesday from to from four to six. This is a way of life that we do. I don't know if you guys can see it, but Bill just passed by. I told you he's walking, y'all. He's walking. I praise God for it. But uh, when we set our affections on God, that means we we prioritize our way of life and we infiltrate that in our way of life. So prayer is
is not a burden. Prayer is something we want to do all the time because we're trying to seek out more information from God. And what way do we seek out that information? By talking to him. So that should be a part of our life that we continually pray to God for answers. We can continue to pray and thank God for his goodness and his mercy and how he's gotten us out of a bind time after time after time again. And when something is coming up that looked like it wants to anxiously worry us, then we thank God for having it in his hands and knowing that the outcome is going to be okay because it's in God's hands, because we set our affections upon him. We don't think about foolishness hey, on the earth. I mean, we're here, we live on the earth, but we're not of the earth. Okay, what time? We're not of the world here. We are of God's area. So we look at the things that go by, but we don't know that get us upset. We looked at the whole situation with the race, the voting race, and all of that. And a lot of us, when we take our eyes on God, it makes us very nervous and anxious. Because we don't know what the end is going to be. But in God, we know what the end is going to be. So we should be thinking, God, that we're in Him when we see things that unnerve us on this earth. When we see things that are, are are not of God, we need to be thanking God that we're securely in his hands. That set your affections on things above. When you want to when you want to know more of God, you have that hunger and that thirst to eat the bread of life, to learn more of the Lord. And as Pastor and I are finding, we are just hitting the surface. We are just hitting the surface when we study God. Unless we really dive deep. Because you know what? There's layers and layers and layers in this world. I mean, in the word. I'm sorry. There's layers in the word of, of understanding, of truth, of freedom. That if we don't set our affections above, we'll never get to. We'll never get to. God has it there. But you know what? Anything worth having is worth searching for. And God is not going to just... Let his wonderful jewels uh, that he has hidden be given to anybody that's not serious. He knows your heart. He says, study to show yourself approved. He says, he will, he will reward them that diligently seek him. If you're diligently seeking God, you have to be setting your affections on things above. So that means that you are partaking in study, partaking in the worship in our church services. But even more than that in Sunday school, but even more than what the church is offering, you should have your own thing going. You should have your own understanding going. You should delve deep in some of the things that maybe you didn't understand. Ask God to open up your eyes and show you where to go. And he will take you on a, a journey and a voyage that you'll never forget. But you have to set your affections on things above and not things on this earth. Verse 3 says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So once we realized who we were in Christ, and we asked him to save us and change our life, we became hid in Christ. As the scripture says, we became hid with Christ in God. So we're wrapped up in God. We're wrapped up with his son and we're in God. If you can imagine that, we're wrapped up with his son 
and we're in God. And that's where all of the help, the understanding, the security, the love is. We have it. We're wrapped up in it. That's what the word is telling us. For ye are dead, meaning that your old self has died and passed away. We have buried the old self. We have buried the old self. But you know what? We can make that old self live if we give it fuel. We can resurrect that old self if we give it fuel. But we have to acknowledge that it's already dead. What you playing with it for? What you messing with it for? It's dead. You're in Christ. That shouldn't even be an issue now. What should be an issue is finding out more of what Christ got for us. Not digging up the past in the old man and bringing him back to life. Alive, God says, keep that thing dead and buried. And come on, you're hidden with me. Let's go on the voyage of who I am. Don't think about the world in the past because I've taken care of that. But now you're wrapped up with Christ in God. You are really there. And whether you feel like it or not, doesn't make a hill of beans because the word says you are. It's not how we feel. It's not what we think. It's what God's saying. So we can stand on that. We can stand on that bit of information. My old man is dead. And I'm now wrapped with Christ and God. When Christ who is our life, verse 4, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So that means when Christ becomes visible to us, and that'll be when he comes back from us. We will see him in glory. So how does that happen? Well, we're not going to be able to see him in his flesh. So that means that he's probably, he has to change us from corruptible to incorruptible. So that means that our flesh is going to be dissolved. And he's going to give us our incorruptible spirit bodies. Now, we're not staying on this earth. And his body is not staying here because why? It's dead. It's dead. The only thing that's living right now is our physical body because God has not come back. But we are in Christ in spirit, not in the flesh. And that's one thing that we have to place our minds on because the fight is always up here. The fight is always in our head between the flesh and the spirit. But we don't know what to hold on to if we don't read it. If we don't have it in our heart. If we don't know what God says, we don't know what to hold on to when those temptations come by. And the flesh tries to wear the old man up again. But we can go back to three where he says, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. You can go back to that and say, that's what the word says. So devil, you got to get out of here because I'm not even living no more in the flesh. I'm in the spirit because I have set my affections on things above and not things on this earth. Verse 5. He says, mortify. Now what does mortify mean? Well, if you look it up, you need, and this is what I want you guys to do too when you read the word. This is so very important because you can find the hidden jewels and the hidden secrets this way and the correct understandings. I was
was talking to Pastor the other day, and I told him about the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. I hope you all have ever heard of the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. If you haven't, go to the bookstore or go online at uh, uh, Amazon somewhere and order you a Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. Good, good, good. If you get that book, that is going to be the book that can help you decipher what the true meaning of the Hebrew meant when they wrote it in the book. The, the, the Bible has been translated so many times that sometimes it waters down the true meaning of the Hebrew. But in the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, it gives you the translation from the Hebrew and the Greek. In the Old Testament, you want to look at the Hebrew. In the New Testament, you want to look at the Greek section. But get those get those tools so you can... There you go. Yes, that's Strong's Exhaustive. Get those tools. Yes, Strong's... Amen. Y'all got them. I'm so glad y'all got them. And this is how you study. So when you come here and you see a word that says mortify... You need to go back into that Strong's uh, Exhaustive Concordance and see what mortify really meant in the Hebrew. Mortify means kill it, bury it, salt it, burn it, whatever you need to do, but mortify it. Get it out of the way. Burn it up. That's, that's a good one, but... That's a good one, Darlene. Cruden's Concordance. But get the Strong's, baby. You need the Strong's. Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. But he means, in Mortify, you need to make sure that that thing is terminated. Away from you. Get it away from you. Because it's of the enemy. And it does not need to be anywhere near you. Now, because you are with Christ, hidden in God. So he wants you to mortify these specific things. Your members, which are upon the earth. That's his fleshly body. Because his fleshly body is still going to make that old man want to live. And that's always our constant fight. The old man is dead. But he wants to make you think he's alive. So he wants to do things to you to bring him back alive. I.e., and in verse 5, Colossians uh, 3, verse 5. Fornication, uncleanliness, and uncleanliness means a lot of different things. We know what fornication means, but uncleanliness means a lot of different things. Uncleanliness can be your actions, uncleanliness can be your thoughts, uncleanliness can be in your physical body because you don't take care of yourself. Uncleanliness is nasty, it's nastiness, that's what it is. Is nastiness in the mind, is nastiness in your heart, and is nastiness on your physical body. He said, mortify it. Kill it. Get rid of it. Nasty thoughts in your mind. Burn them up. Tell God to take them and, and rebuke the devil. Stop that action going on in your mind. There's something in your heart that you can't deal with and it keeps bugging you. God says, mortify it. Well, how do you do that? You take it to God. And you say, God, I still hate Gail. All that I did, and I still have that hate feeling. Father, please take this from me. I don't want to feel this way anymore. 
And by faith, I forgive her. And by faith, I love her. That's mortifying the flesh. Killing the flesh. Because it's not doing what, what the devil wants it to do in you. When he says uncleanliness, he wants you to think about all those nasty things. He wants you to think about all those things that are going on. And as we think on it, and as we dwell on it, we make it live. So we're re, we're re, what is that? We're resuscitating or resurrecting that old man. God said, don't resurrect that old man. There's no reason for that. Because you're wrapped up with Christ and me. So don't resurrect it. Kill it. Kill it. Stomp it. As soon as you see it coming. He says, uh,
are sensitive and hurtful. And if our flesh get hurt, then we coming back double barrel. That's evil conceptuousness. That's what it is. God says mortify it. Kill it. Stop it. Kill that thing in you. Why? Because you're wrapped up with Christ and God. Amen. Uh, and covetousness. Covetousness, which is idolatry. So when you covet, when you want something so bad that you go through hell and high water to get it because somebody else had it, that's covetousness. That's what covetousness is. And God says that that's just like, which is idolatry. And what is idolatry? Idolatry is put, taking God off the throne and putting self, something else up there. You take, you just remove him from the whole throne and you put your new house up there. Because you're proud that you just got you a house. You're proud of yourself. And now you want everybody else to be proud of you too because you got a new house. So now everything is about the house and nothing is about God. It's idolatry. And we do that with so many things. God says, why do you keep taking me off and putting me on the throne? I'm always there. Mortify that. He don't like idolatry. If you read from the beginning of the Bible all the way through, the one thing that ticked God off the most was other gods before him. He killed all nations, swallowed them up in the earth, all kinds of things because of other gods before him. He says that we, and you know what? This is something that I learned, you guys, and I had to repent for it because I didn't really read it and understand it that way. But in the Ten Commandments, he says, there shall be no other graven image before me. Y'all remember that one, right? We got crosses on our walls. We wear crosses on our chest. We do everything with the cross. And if you think about it, the cross is a graven image. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I was into the cross for a long time. There's things that he says don't do. Don't do. Don't be don't be an idolater. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. So for the cross, does that mean just a regular cross or a cross with an image of so-called Christ on it? Or it's just all together? He says graven images. So this is a cross is a Wow. It's a graven image. But look at the enemy. He had us thinking it was okay. A cross is on every church in the in the world. It is a good yes. Yes, ma'am. I remember when we were still at Jesus the way and I used to have on a necklace with Jesus on and you told me, take that off because Jesus is not on the cross anymore. So that's I right. That's right, because that's a crucifixion. That's a crucifix. When you see Jesus on the cross, on a necklace or whatever, that's a crucifix. But now, God has showed me to just worship in the cross. That's a graven image. Do you see how we can commit things not knowing that we even, that we, we think we're doing right, but it's not wrong? You won't know that unless you study. Unless you study. So that means that the 
healing stuff, those are graven images of what God is. He says, set your affections on things above. Meaning, know the word so you don't commit sins of omission. Sins of omission are things that you don't even know that you're committing that's wrong, but you're doing it. And you know what? Sins of, of, of uh, omission, we think we're right, but we're not right. But when we acknowledge and we see it, then we have to honor what the word says. I'm going to give you another graven image, and I hate to do this to y'all, but the Lord showed me this. He showed me this two years ago, and it took me a minute, y'all, but it's the truth. You know what another graven image is? The Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. Read about it. Read about it. He said, don't put no tree. Yeah, he says, don't, don't, don't. He says, you're cursed if you do that. What? Read the word, y'all. Read the word. Look it up. And here, oh, Daddy, why let us have a Christmas tree for years just because right. of it? Right. But it's the word. The word don't change. The word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Wow. So, so many, so many things we have done because it's just been life. But we've been living in the world. We haven't been setting our affections on things above. What about um scriptures? Like pictures of scriptures and all that stuff. That's the word of God. If it's written out, that's the word of God. You can't not, I mean, you worship the word of God, of course. But all of these other things that we have made to replace the word, to replace the understanding in our hearts, that's what God is talking about. And we won't find these things unless we dig and, and, and actually study. That's what I'm trying to get y'all to see. Jesus stayed 
in the tomb for three days, right? Yes. We say that he was killed on Good Friday. But how could he rise on Sunday? If he was in the tomb for three days. Right. Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday is one night. Right. Saturday is another night. Sunday would have been the third night. That would have been the third night. Right? Right. See, the enemy, and this is far from where I was was at, but I have to tell you this, because this is what the Lord has shown me. The enemy has distorted everything of God's. He has turned it around, or he's, he's tricked it off, or he's played us to make us think that we're doing the right thing when we're not. Okay? So we have to study the word to see what the word is telling us to do to see where we're in error. Because we were grown grown up with Christmas trees and pretty lights, Wanda. That, that, that was our thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But it's not of God. Right. That's why you gotta set your affections on things above and not things on this earth. Because God's way is not the is not the devil's way. Now God has holy days. We don't know much about the holy days because we always attributed that to the Jewish people and this, that, and other. But who are we? Are we God's people? Are we the lion and tribe of Judah? Shouldn't we know what God wants and what his days really represent? But no, the devil took and made holidays. You get it? Holy days, holidays. Yeah. You see that? Holy days, holidays. We have never, we have never, um, well, I should say I have never uh, celebrated any of God's holy days. I don't even know what the holy days are. I know they have Hanukkah and they have Rosh Hashanah and they they have the, the, the Feast of the Trumpets and all that. But I've never even dug into it to see what God's holy days are. But the holidays we know, New Year's, well, you know, uh, uh, Easter, which I have to say we have to think about that one again too, because right. if you really count the days, the third day, God had uh, Jesus had to die on Ash Wednesday, right? In order for that saying to be true, in order he had to die on Ash Wednesday, because that was given Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He raised up. On Sunday morning, you see what I'm saying? Four days, which was yeah. four days. No, he ro- he rose up on Sunday morning. Oh yeah, so, so then that would have made it three. Three days. That would have made it three. Do you see how the enemy has bamboozled us? Yeah, he's bamboozled me for sixty-four years now. <laughs> but the Lord has blessed me to keep digging and digging and digging and find out what this thing is really about. We can't mix mix the enemy with the word of God. And see, if you study the history of the church, if you study the history, you see where the paganism has come. Because when it was in Europe and Constantine back in the 1500s, he couldn't beat the Christians. Every time they tried to kill him and and throw him in a barrel and and, and crucify him and, and stone him and all of that stuff, they still was there. And they were still multiplying. Yeah. 
So he said, uh, you know what? If you can't beat them, then you need to join them so that you could take over them. So what he did is that he welcomed the Christians in the 1500s. He welcomed them. Come on in. He gave them indulgences, which were niceties and uh, comforts and things that they never had. Because now he was entering them into the church. So, so that's the Christians, the Christians then start losing all of their favor and their, their strength because they were accepting what Constantine was giving. And you know what Constantine was giving? The Catholic Church. So basically he was confusing what they knew to be right. He was misleading them. So because it was like he didn't want, well, they was living the way they knew they should have lived, but he wanted them to follow him. He didn't want to have a competition, basically. So exactly. Okay. Exactly. So when that happened, and he charmed the Christians into the world's way of life. That's where the Christmas tree came in. Yeah. That's where uh, uh, this, the lie about Valentine's Day came in. That's where the whole thing with Easter being on that time, because it's really not of that time. You know what I'm saying? All of the days that we worship thinking that we're doing it religiously and rightly is an enemy. We got to study and show ourselves approved in what God says. God has holy days. And he wants us to worship on his holy days. God has a Sabbath. I have to tell you, God. He got a Sabbath, but when is the Sabbath? It's on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday. It's from, it's from Friday is sundown to Saturday is sundown. Yeah. That's the day that we worship and we love God. But do you see how the enemy tricked us? Yeah. He put it on the sun's day, yeah. the S-U-N day. Because there were a lot of sun worshipers mm -hmm. in this pagan world. So they started worshiping. And the Catholic Church says, well, we're going to take the Sabbath day and we're going to take it from Saturday and we're going to put it on Sunday. But God didn't say to do that. Right. Oh. I didn't mean to go this heavy on y'all right away, but I want us to understand that studying is important. Yeah. It's important. Because if we don't study, we don't know what God wants from us. We got to know that he wants us to be a cheerful giver. We got to know that if I'm begrudgingly giving you this money, I need to keep it in my pocket because God don't want that. That's like Cain's offering. God said, I don't want no money that you're going to upset and, and crumble over and you don't want to give me. Keep it. But we don't know that if we don't read. And if we just follow the world, we're on that wide road that somebody was talking about. Not the narrow one. Or that wide room. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. God is good. I'm out of time, y'all. I didn't listen. I wanted to put something in your mind to get y'all to start. You put something on my mind, missionary. I got my uh granddaughter, my oldest well, my my daughter, uh Janaya, her dad. So I 
used to think he was a cruel person because he didn't buy nothing for her birthday. He didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. He didn't celebrate Christmas. He didn't do nothing new good. And I'm, I called him. I'm like, what kind of daddy is you? And what was his reason for not knowing that? He was living the right way. And it was just me with my mind walked. I got to call him and apologize. Because I gave it to him. And I'm so sorry right now. Not that I know. You have to know the ways of the world, y'all. And we have to know the ways of God. And the only way we know is to set our affections on things above and not things on earth. Because the things on this earth want to look, they got us liking them pretty multicolored lights, blinking and blinking. Girl, I got strip lights all over my house. I got one with the blue around my skin, so when I lay down and relax, I can look at blue. Or I can look at green. I like to see that stuff. Yeah. We have to put it in con. We got to put it in in, in, in perspective. perspective. Yeah. And we can't put it in perspective if we don't know God's word. Yeah. And then, like I got, I got a grandbaby, and he's six months old, and you know, it's like. It's his first Christmas, but I still got him like, you know, godly books and stuff like that, you know, because I want him to know the true meaning and the real meaning of Christmas. But it's just so pretty, but I'm going to make sure I instill him the real reason behind Christmas, not just gifts and Santa Claus and all that stuff. No, always Jesus is the reason for the season. That's what what I'm going to instill in him. And that's what, and that's how we can live. You know, I've known this. I've been, I've been uh, delving into this for the last maybe year and a half. And it takes a minute. It's a process. Cause think about this. You're 40, 50, 60 years old. This is what you've done all your life. That's true. And now you're saying what? This ain't what? This ain't what? It takes a minute to get the understanding. So that's why I'm saying, please, 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 dig into the word and find it for yourself. Yeah. Because now you can now the strength can come in. We can see the power of the spirit. Yeah. When we doing what the word say, that's why we ain't seen no power, y'all. Because we've been gas flying. We've been walking around with one eye open. And I'm yeah. close. Amen. I think Pastor, and I'm gonna turn it into your hands, Pastor, because I'm totally out of time. I just want to say thank you, um, uh, Doctor Missionary. You have really opened our eyes to Yes, yes, and we have been studying, but we haven't touched nothing. Thank you for the opening and the clarification of what we've been doing all our lives. Amen. Thank the Lord. Now, those that's gonna uh, gonna be picking up your books, I have them. I just want to remind you: you can get your Sunday school books, and there's a few I'm gonna be dropping them off to. That's kind of close by me. Uh, Deacon John Raptor Street, and just a few. Uh, Vanetta gonna be up that way tomorrow, so I just, it ain't but a couple blocks. But the rest that's gonna pick theirs up. I got your Sunday school books, and we here. If you can make it on by to get them, we thank the Lord. Now. What are we studying on uh, Wednesday night? We still we didn't we didn't finish Ephesians that fifth chapter. No, we still in Ephesians five. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. We only got but a couple of verses. Uh-huh. Yep. We hey, only come get... on in. You're, you guys that haven't joined us, please, please, please come in. 
Bible study be so good. We have a good time in Bible study. And then, and then, and I, I have one other announcement, Pastor. Okay. Um, Movies Family Sport, you know, that's my, my uh, agency to help the community. Mm-hmm. We had a virtual conference um, on the 19th and the 20th. And uh, we had 10, we had a uh, uh, 10, I think it's 10 speakers, or 10 or 20 speakers that spoke on all types of things from, from all types of way of life. And what I want you guys to do is go in there and look at some of those videos for me. I need the clicks. I need because they're on YouTube, but I need the clicks to show that people have been watching. So just go to movingfamiliesforwardinc.com. Movingfamiliesforwardinc.com. Amen. Movingfamiliesforwardinc.com. All right. And then when you get to the homepage. There's a thing that says more. Click more up in the upper right hand corner and then go to the 2020 conference. Is it on Facebook, Missionary? No, it's not on Facebook, baby. You just got to go to my website. Okay. They're, they're YouTube channels, but you can get to them through my website. Okay. And, and uh, Dr. Lanningham, send, send me a link and, and I'll send Vonda the link too. Okay. And whoever so, whoever else wanted, they'll get a hold of me. And I, I'll, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll send them the link. All okay. right. Wednesday night, 6 o'clock to 7. And then we have our prayer on Thursday night is resuming. Uh, at 4 30. At 4.30 to 5.30. Y'all come on, join in with us. We thank God for being on Zoom. We thank God because we're still connecting. And we still stand before the Lord. Uh, any other announcements? Y'all know who to pray for. Pray for the sick and the shut-in. Uh, Darlene is going into surgery on Thursday. Any Anybody else? So we got Darlene. We got Yolanda. Uh, we got Yolanda's husband. Uh, so we need to continue to pray. Uh, uh, missionary's mom. Big uh, uh, Bay. Big Bay. A Little Bay. Uh, we we praying for them too. I don't have to have surgery. All right, we're praying for Nene. Praying for Sister Nene. All right, now, now, now we're gonna get ready to close. But, but Sister Nene, you know, if if you bring me a nice offering, you you may not have to have uh, surgery. If you, <laughs> you bring me a nice offering, we we pray over it, and you'll be all right. Y'all got jokes, y'all. Y'all see that? <laughs> we love y'all. We'll see you. We'll see you on Wednesday night. God bless everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the ears of every heart have received. Bless us as we come off this line, God, as we go throughout the rest of this day and this week. Continue to bless us and keep us in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay, Felicia, we got you. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Hey. All right. Hey. All right. All right. All right. All right, we see y'all. Yeah, I know y'all passing the heat comedian, right? <laughs> hey, thank you. All right. Hey, Sister Nene. Good to see you. You too. All right. <laughs>